This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Jermaine Flood along with my traveling partners, Jay White. Kamel King, Tourism Development Bureau Manager with Visit Mississippi, is out today. We're your number one on-air source covering the people, places, and events that make Mississippi great. Today, we're heading into the wild yonder during the 4th of July Mississippi Deep Sea Fishing Rodeo and Music Festival. Happening July 1st through the 4th at the Gulfport Small Craft Harbor with Board President Richard Valdez. We'll also swing by to celebrate Freedom at the 33rd Annual Red, White, and Blues, happening July 4th at Traceway Park in Clinton with Director of Parks and Recreation, Courtney Nunn, and Director of Communication and Tourism, Marley Price, before a final stop to enjoy the festivities at the annual 4th of July Parade and Fireworks, happening July 1st at Roy Black Memorial Park in Nettleton with Main Street Director Dana Burcham. Plus, we'll also let you know what's happening around your neck of the woods. Our first stop of the day takes us to the 4th of July Mississippi Deep Sea Fish Rodeo and Music Festival happening July 1st through the 4th at the Gulfport Small Craft Harbor in Gulfport. And in with us to tell us more is Richard Valdez. He's the board president, site setup, coordinator, gate, office, advertising. Richard, I think you do it all, but welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Thank you. It takes a whole team of us. Uh, we're working hard to uh, promote a great event. Uh, all of the guys down there are volunteers, and, and they come in to do this for the community as a way to give back to the fishermen of the Gulf Coast. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Talk a little bit about your history with the rodeo and, and, and just how much fun it is each and every single year to put it on. It's uh, a great event. I've been involved with the fishing rodeo since I was very young. Uh, my grandfather and them were uh, always helped out with the fishing rodeo and a lot of my family. So as I grew up, I became an associate director in 1985. Uh, then I become a director a few years later. Uh, it, that went on for several years. Mm-hmm. About six, uh, six or seven years ago, I become the president. Okay, come on now, president. That's it's, right. This is the, the they keep voting me back in. <laughs> can't get out. <laughs> this is the seventy fifth deep sea fishing rodeo. That's a that's a long, long time. And you talked about you've been doing this since the the mid nineteen eighties. In just your time here, how how has the event kind of evolved and, and what's it changed into and what's it like in two thousand twenty three that that maybe it wasn't in the past? You know, uh in the past, uh way back when I was a child and all I can remember uh, that was the only thing going on. We didn't have the casinos and all on the coast. So the rodeo was a huge draw, uh, brought in 100,000 people easily. Um, wow. The rodeo started out under the world's largest circus tent, and then it developed into a pavilion, then two pavilions. And then Katrina come through, took out the Rice Pavilion, and we went into the new Barksdale Pavilion. Uh, we did make a couple of stops uh, in the county, and Biloxi hosted us, Long Beach hosted us to help us keep keep the event going until Gulfport can get a pavilion built back. That is our home. It always has been, even though we have landed in other cities at times. Mm, mm. Come on now. That's what I'm talking about. You've been literally doing this since the mid-80s, so that is so great. Now, when it comes down to this whole festival this year, talk a little bit about what everybody can expect. There's a whole lineup. I mean, the schedule is packed out. Let us know a little bit about what we're can, what we going to get into, Richard. <laughs> when you come into the rodeo, of course, wear something comfortable because it is very hot down here on the coast. But we have a, a large fish display. You know, we have categories saltwater, freshwater, and uh, we have over 51 vendors. We have a full midway and a full uh, entertainment schedule. You know, we have Rock and Dupes in Category 6, uh, several of the uh, local bands that are re- very popular that brings in great crowds. Uh, the music goes on, then it ends out on the 4th of July. The Gulfport, uh, city of Gulfport puts on a huge firework display. usually starts around 8.45 at night, so that's kind of where we go. Every day our scales are open from 12 to 6, except for the last day. It's 12 to 4. Uh, we have a huge kids rodeo. Usually brings in around 200 kids. Uh, the scales open at 12 and they close at 2. 
So we're pretty packed out every day. Uh, we, like I say, we open up at 12 o'clock, and we usually close around 1030 at night. So the crowds are there. Come enjoy yourself. There's tons of stuff to do. We uh, have a scavenger hunt for the uh, kids to entertain them while the parents enjoy some refreshments and listen to the music. And, of course, then the kids always wander over to the Midway. Now, boss man, what's the difference in the vibe between daytime and nighttime? You say it's real hot, and folks are doing that fishing out there in the water in the daytime. But at, at nighttime, you've got the awarding of the prizes, and you got the fireworks, like you mentioned. There's tons of music, and then these you got these midways that people are coming into with all sorts of things to do. Correct. It's always uh, a lot nicer. Uh, the, the, during the day, a lot of the fishermen come in, so we're very busy uh, bringing the fish in, getting them weighed. And uh, tallying up, we have uh, five sport boards up that are going. Uh, those girls are back there working, changing those out every every few minutes as the numbers change. And then later into the evening is more when it, it cools down, our scales are closed, uh, the fish are on display for people to look at. So we have a lot more people come in the evening. And it's really if you got kids and they're riding, the rides are not as hot. Uh, the, the weather's a lot cooler, a lot more enjoyable. And, of course, the better entertainment is later in the evening. Mm. I love that. I love that. Now, when it comes down to, let's just talk about rodeos in general. You know, I hear about rodeos, and it comes with bullfighting or 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 cattle roping. This is not that. This is a fishing rodeo. Do you rope the fish still, or <laughs> can we ride them? No. <laughs> we, we actually we have had some sharks that uh, once they catch them, they do put a rope on that tail to help get them on board the boat. And as far as riding the fish, some of our princesses have been known to sit on the backs of those big sharks for photo ops. So I guess you can say that we did a little bit of that. Okay. Uh, oh, my goodness. Other than that, the, uh, the tournament, of course, it's always exciting when we get a big shark in. Uh, those sharks, five, 600-pound shark comes in, and the crowd is just, they automatically generate to that area. We have a big crane that picks them up and uh, weighs them, and that's always an exciting time. Let's talk about this shark deal. So I lived on the coast for about four years. Never thought I would see a shark. You're telling me that you are, y'all are actually pulling sharks out. Correct. They bring them in, They, you know, because of the whole Gulf of Mexico. You can fish anywhere in the Gulf of Mexico and enter our tournament. Yeah. Uh, we have had some very big sharks come in from over time. Uh, they do bring them in by boat. So we lift them out of the boat with a crane mm. and uh, put them on display. Those sharks are on display for a short time, usually for no more than one day, uh, only because of the smell gets this bad. So we got to keep that down. So, <laughs> it, uh, and, and we have a lot of fish coming in. So it, it's always a good time to come in there. And the kids, I think one of the most exciting parts of it is when the young kids are in there, they see these sharks on Shark Week and stuff on the TV, they're actually able to walk up, take a picture beside that shark, and it's just a very exciting time. We have a lot of tourists who have never seen anything like that, and and it's so exciting for them to be able to come in and see these fish on display. Wow. Now, i got a couple of questions here. First, we're talking about um, saltwater fish, the big ones that you see them, they, they go out and catch offshore but i'm also looking at this whole freshwater division now look we we live three hours from the coast so this is all this is our our uh speed here we're talking about brim and catfish and crappie and trout and bass (laughs) i I fished all for them so so how do you how do you do that like i'm thinking of fishing rodeo on the coast and i'm automatically thinking about being out in the water in the gulf but where are you doing all this this freshwater contest also our freshwater competition is opened up for anywhere uh, that the freshwater, your local ponds, and yeah. lakes, uh, your private and your, your ones that are open to the public. And actually, we have a lot of fish still brought in from up in the Jackson area off the reservoir. Uh, you know, they, they fish up that way and they, you know, they come and bring them in. So we accept fish from all over. Um, and on the freshwater part, we have a lot of people that have their own ponds and they bring in nice catfish or bass. Uh, of course, we always get a lot of alligator gar brought in coming off the rivers and stuff. So it's uh, the excitement is uh, very well 
you know, for the freshwater fishermen, they, they get nice prizes for what they bring in, and we have a lot of uh, freshwater fish come in. And then I see the in the kids' rodeo prize list, first place. Now, number wait, number one. <laughs> Second place gets a skateboard, and that's amazing. Yes. <laughs> but first place gets a kayak, and that's cool. But a championship <laughs> ring, man. Y'all are handing out rings for the titles. I love it. We, we did this year, um, we wanted to do something new. Cindy Orms uh, come up with this idea, her and Donnie. Uh, they're over to Fish Area, and they said, look, you know, this is our 75th year. Let's do some championship rings like they do for baseball and football and stuff. And I said, what a great idea. Of course, our tournament is, is named after the Landry Four. He passed away a couple of years ago. He was a sponsor, a young man who sponsored our princess pageant. So it was mm. a way to to honor him and uh, his family, the four family that are here on the coast. Uh, they're a very big uh, family here, and they come up with the kayaks for first place. They wanted every kid to go home with a kayak. Uh, so it was just a great thing to do. They are giving away, like, the championship wrestling belts for the king and queen. That's awesome. Yeah. So they, uh, it's, it's a wide mixture of, uh, of different prizes that we do every year, and they like to mix it up. We do do some fishing prizes, rod and reels and stuff for those kids, too. But, uh, you know, we've always want to change it up and make it exciting for those. That is our future fishermen, and so we want to make, t- uh, you know, make good with them. So the, the first place prize is going over with over $200 in each category. So do do, do you ever get any adults that just want the belt? I'd be like, you can keep all these prizes, just give me that belt. I just want to walk up and down Beach Boulevard with this belt on. Actually, this year, they are doing a King and King Fisherman belt for the adults. You know, there you go. The adults want to wear them title belts, too. Uh, it's going to be something to see them walking around the pavilion looking like wrestlers with these That's right. <laughs> That's right they up, Jay's. Hold up, they go. You may got a belt, but I got a big diamond ring. Here. That's right. And see, now you got them. You got them comparing uh, championship trophies. Now. That's, That's right great. up, Jay's alley. He wants the belt now. He's about to get out there and, and get to rodeo fishing. Look, Richard. Look, I asked you, do they rope? And I actually see that there's a cast net competition for not only the kids but the adults. So y'all do rope the fish somehow. You throw the cast net out. <laughs> Aaron McGill and uh, the guys up at the stage do that every year. They put out these fake fish and let them throw, and that's how they calculate how far the net went out and how many fish they brought in. Um, they do that several times throughout the event, so it's a good time. Uh, we have some guys that come in there that can really throw a cast net. I mean, they make it look simple. It opens up very wide, and it'll, it'll get every fish that's on the ground. So yeah. it's, a, it's a good competition. Yeah. Now, of course, in addition, we talked and we touched a little bit on it, but there's also a music festival included with the Fishing Rodeo. And again, you said there were some great acts. Um, Matthew Williams, Matt Hoggart, Two Left Trio, Old School, um, Eddie McDaniel, New Direction, Black Velvet, uh, Rain, Jordan, Tia Black, and Chris Gavin. This is just going to be a great event. I mean, literally, y'all have, what, maybe five to six music acts scheduled each day. Um, just a great, great event. And, and Richard, I, I know you're probably tired, but is it a good kind of tired? <laughs> it is a good kind of tired. Uh, we work on this event all year long. We meet once a month. Um, and the, the guys, you know, they give their heart. Most of the, the people who are involved with the rodeo have grew up in the rodeo or they have a family connection. So they they do it with pride, and uh, it's a great way to give back to the Gulf Coast and to Gulfport and, and to the state of Mississippi. We are known as the official fishing tournament for the state of Mississippi. So we, we take great pride in it and bring in, in a great event for the locals and for our tours that, that come into the coast. Yeah, that's good stuff. Now, again, everybody, this is the 75th annual 4th of July Mississippi Deep Sea Fishing Rodeo. They've been doing this literally since 1947, and it's a music festival as well. But, Richard, let everybody know where they can go get more information, again, what time the Deep Sea Fishing Rodeo happens, and um, just everything about it. You can go to MississippiDeepSeaFishingRodeo.com. Uh, on our website, list everything on it. Uh, of course, you can go to the tourism. They have information on us. And we'll we'll roll in and open up on Saturday uh, morning and starting out with the kids at the regular tournament. So it'll be a great 
great event to come in. If you come in, it's $5 to get in. If you come in before 2 o'clock, or you can buy an armband for all four days for $20. So we try to keep it real reasonable. That works out to $5 a day. That's hard to go anywhere for that price. You're right about it, Richard. You're right about it. We thank y'all for putting that on at that rate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. you know, we have a lot of a lot of locals, but like I say, we have a lot of tours that come in, and we can't do it without our sponsors. You know, we have so many sponsors, and the people like you that, that interview us, and they want to know more about the event to get the word out there. Uh, we can't thank y'all enough. It, it, it helps tremendously. And, of course, the impact for the coast. Just, just how big of an impact have y'all been having for 75 years? We have a very big impact. We bring in boats from all over. You can look at it on our scoreboard. We'll have fishermen from Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, Florida. Uh, then in the freshwater division, we've had them from up in Arkansas. And, you know, they come in and they fish local lakes here that they know about. So it's a uh, big impact out of way. And then when you figure all the fuel that's being burned and the stuff that, you know, the supplies for these guys to go out, some of these guys are fishing very hard for four days. A lot of your professional tournament uh, guys that come in and fish this tournament, they do it with their families because a lot of professional tournaments are not going on and at that time of the year. So they come in with their families. They stay here in their RVs or at the casinos, and then they fish and take their family out and let them see what kind of part you know that goes on in, in being in a tournament. And there's not as much stress on the fishermen. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ricky, I just want to say, one, good luck to the fishermen who are in these competitions. And two, good luck to you in having a great, great 75th event this year. And we just thank you so much for joining us. That's Diamond, right? 75 is Diamond Anniversary, right? That means you need a ring, Richard. A Diamond Championship (laughs) ring, right? Or at least look like it anyway. Right, right. Richard gets the belt. He gets That's the right. belt, the ring, the the kayak, all of that. <laughs> Richard, well, yeah. we thank y'all so much. We couldn't couldn't do this song without help from people like y'all. Well, we thank you too for coming on with us, Jermaine Flood, in with my traveling partner Jay White, and here is what's happening around your neck of the woods this 4th of July weekend starting on the 30th. Celebrate America Balloon Glow will be going on. That will be starting at 5 p.m. at North Park, Mississippi. Jay, this is right before we get to go to our hot air balloon rise fest in Hattiesburg, but this is going to be the Celebrate America Balloon Glow. Um, They are going to be having balloons that will inflate and light up in the night sky. You can enjoy food vendors, a kid's corner, and live music, and you can enjoy fire fireworks. Jay, would you go to something like this or would you get on a hot air balloon? Would I? I have I have been to that event several times before because of its proximity to my really? my house. Yeah. Okay. And I worked for a radio group, not this one, but a different one that is across the street from where that is held normally. That's not fair. I've never seen a balloon glow in my life. Well, you'll have to, uh, you'll have to. Yeah, I'll you'll have, have to go have, well, this one. you have one planned for the near future, so you're you're going to be yeah, but you're going to be in is, it soon enough. That one's going to fly, not glow. So, <laughs> if I'm in the air, I don't know that I'm differentiating the two things, but okay, I see where you're going with that. That's fine. Oh, that's fine. See, the ones that glow, you sit on the ground, you watch them glow. Mm-hmm. As you then, said, North Park earlier, that's a mall in Ridgeland, which is. is just north of Jackson, that in is. the Jackson metropolitan area. It's that a, is. it's a, it's a, a big. Uh, indoor mall space, mm-hmm. and there's a there's a green area right behind that. Okay, and that's where they usually do that. So right. yeah, North that's, Park Mall in Ridgeland. That's going to be pretty awesome. Five p.m. Entertainment also includes DJ Tricks, Mustache the Band. That sounds so cool, and the Molly Ringwalds. Um, Temperance Babcock will share patriotic music. The fireworks show starts at 9.15 p.m. and there is no admission cost and the parking is free. So, so that's pretty the Molly awesome. Ringwalds are one of the most uh, well-renowned like 80s cover bands. Yeah, I've seen throughout some the South, out there, yeah. And they've played all... all <laughs> even if you know it or don't, you've probably seen them play somewhere at some point in your life if yeah. you're older than a certain age. Yeah. And... Uh, and then uh, who else did you say was a part of that? It was uh, Mustache, the band. Mustache, the band. Okay. <laughs> DJ Tricks. <laughs> so they 
it goes. The entertainment sounds definitely interesting on that one. Um, also coming up, our next event that will be the 2023 Dash and Splash Race. Temperance Babcock. I knew you were going to go there. Temperance Babcock. That's the one she that plays, I did not remember. She plays with Bill Ellison all okay. the time. Oh, they play at okay. Howland Mouse in downtown Jackson, and, and they've done a, she has a, a very uh, bluegrass Americana sound mm. to her music. That's, you know, that goes well with Bill's voice. work and do voice. It, do it, Jay. I know you could do Bill's voice. Do it, Jay. <laughs> I got to figure out what to say. Uh, <laughs> WMPN Jackson. That's it. That's yeah. Bill. So Temperance you... Babcock. That's how he would introduce one of her songs. <laughs> well, Temperance will be at the Celebrate America Balloon Glow in Ridgeland. Um, that will be. I will not go up in one of those balloons. That's what. <laughs> that's how Bill would say it. That will be today at five p.m. Make sure y'all get out there to that. Okay. Next up on our what's happening: the 2023 Dash and Splash Race for Brain and Spinal Cord Injury will be happening July. First, uh, starting at 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. It'll go all the way until 12 p.m. Um, this is a 5K walk, run, and roll. Um, and fun run at Old Trace Park in Ridgeland, right around the corner from North roll. Park. I'm going to roll for 5K. <laughs> I'm going to be dizzy. I would probably rather roll instead of run. Okay. I'd just put you in a tire and push you down the hill or something. I'm just no. going <laughs> stop, drop, and roll. That's I can do that. Um, after the race, though, they are going to have family fun with watermelon, yum, water slides, and a giant water balloon bash. That's pretty cool. Everyone is welcome to come and join in the fun. Um, you can join in those festivities, and this is helping to raise awareness for brain and spinal cord injury, which is awesome. That is pretty awesome. Helping out in that regard. That is pretty. That's awesome. pretty awesome. Awesome. That's pretty awesome. So be a part of that. Yeah. We got the uh, 2023 Farm Bureau Watermelon Classic 5K. That's coming up on Tuesday, the 4th. And uh, that'll be 7.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. at the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame and Museum. That is at the site of Smithville Stadium, which is in Jackson, okay. just as Lakeland Drive comes off Interstate 55 okay. across the interstate from St. Dominic you Hospital. always know how to tie the roads and the maps together. Well, yeah, if you want to go, that's and, and you're not from the Jackson area. Yeah. If, you're, if you're from the Jackson area, you've probably done this before. This has been around for a long, long time. It's, okay. a, it's a very popular event, uh, and people are going to crunch on some watermelon after they get yes. through get through running this race. Watermelon is now like almost synonymous with Fourth of July. It really is. I think there's and it's so oppressively hot here <laughs> so, <laughs> around July. So crunching into some ice cold watermelon, absolutely. Thank you. I could do that right now in the hot studio. I absolutely. could crunch on some watermelon right now. <laughs> right. That seems pretty cool. But yeah, that's going on in the Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame and Museum, and uh, that's that's all right there next to Agriculture Museum and Smithwell Stadium and a whole bunch of stuff right there at uh, the start of Lakeland Drive or the yeah. end if you're coming from the other direction. Yeah. Uh, but the start of Lakeland Drive right there at 55 um, in Jackson. Cool. The Farm Bureau Watermelon 5K. Mm. You got to run first before you eat that watermelon. That's right. It will give you, um, uh, it will make sure you're stay hydrated, but I think you need to. <laughs> yeah, there's a 5K run, a 5K walk if you ain't interested in running. Right. That's okay. And there's even a one mile fun run. So if 5K is not what you're interested in, you could do less than that. Yeah. Yeah. My last one told me I could roll, so I, I could possibly do that, about that, that as well. I'm thinking that, see, that would make me itchy. I can't do that. I can't, I can't roll. I can't do the roll. Get that grass, I could be itching. It would be asphalt. I don't know if we're running on Even grass, worse. Jay. Even worse. Can't be doing that. So silly. Okay, our next event for what's happening, Our Lady of the Gulf Crab Fest. <laughs> I love crabs. If anybody knows me, they know that's my favorite food of all time. But that is going to be happening tomorrow, July 1st, starting at 11 a.m. Um, at the Our Lady of the Gulf Catholic Church in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. Um, this is going to be a beautiful day celebrating their 39th year hosting the Crab Fest. Delicious seafood, fun rides, live entertainment every day of the festival. They're saying bring your family because you do not want to miss it. So um, one of those live entertainment acts is Ryan Forrest. Um, and then, of course, they're going to be having a drawing. Um, there's a donation. There's a whole bunch of stuff. But my favorite thing is, of course, Jay, the crab. And the fact that it's going to be in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, which you I love need some seafood. to. Uh, yeah, and I need to vacation in Bay St. Louis one day. So... 
That's now my new bucket list. I keep list. telling you, I should. I, I, you I, know I all need, of the cities. I need a kickback from the Hancock County resort people. That's not what they call it. The, the <laughs> visitors and bureaus people. But I tell you, I've come up with their 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 campaign. Yeah. It's okay to turn right when you get to the end of 49 at Beach Boulevard. Highway 90 there. Don't. It's okay to turn right. Yeah. You don't have to turn left and go to Biloxi and Gulfport. Those are great cities. They got a lot of ton, ton of great fun stuff. Yeah. And even past there over to Jackson County, it's awesome and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. you don't have to go left. You can turn right. Yeah. And do some of the best small town, main street, small city with the Gulf Breeze right. and the piers and the beaches and the... and the bay and everything else and the bed and breakfast it's a whole different mm-hmm. vibe on that side mm-hmm. and you're closer to new orleans if that's important to you it's a lot of people it is <laughs> but i mean it, they it, regardless of what direction you go yeah. when you get to the beach you're gonna have a fun time either way but what i'm telling you is you don't have to go left when you get to the beach you can turn right and have a whole different experience and lose yourself for a week in that part of the world. Well, and it'll be a good time to you. So and a whole different thing. vibe than the casinos and the boats and the gambling and all that stuff. There's yeah. some of that over there, but it's a whole different vibe. Over on the right. Turn right. You can turn right <laughs> when you get to the coast. You can turn left I'm and have only, a great time, but I'm, you can turn right too. I'm only tickled at this right and left because if you are looking north and you're already there, then you turn left and not right. Does that make sense? To well, me? this is this is specifically this this branding is specifically geared to the folks who are approaching the beach from from Highway Forty Nine. From the north, yeah, from the north, yeah. going south. That's so. cool. If you take the whole that whole tradition bypass, this the whole thing doesn't count I to really you anyway. I have not turned right, and I need to do that more often, Jay. Okay. I'm going to do that one day. You made so much sense right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, can I tell you another thing that's going to happen if you're turning left today? I invite you to go all the way over to previously mentioned Jackson County, Ocean Springs. Their Independence Fireworks Show is tonight. Okay. And it's at 9 p.m. So they're doing theirs Friday night. Get out there tonight at 9 p.m. The Ocean Springs Chamber of Commerce Main Street Tourism Bureau is putting on the annual Ocean Springs Independence Day Fireworks Show. Music, food, fun. Dr. Zar's amazing funk monster. <laughs> and I know a lot of people have heard of him. And them. That's going to be <laughs> 6 p.m. It's going to be at the Front Beach. And that's coming up tonight, starting at 9 p.m. It's mm. open to the public. So there you go. Okay. Bring your family, your friends, chairs, blankets, and celebrate the 4th in Ocean Springs. Yay, Ocean Springs Bay, St. Louis. And then here's our last What's Happening, Jay. I'm going to quiz you on this one. Oh, boy. Can you tell me if you've ever been or know where the city of Diamond Head is? Resides absolutely okay. Come it's on, on the coast. Jay. This is the whole coast segment. I knew right you here. were about to do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, they have something going on. Is that a right or a left, Jay? Is that a right or a left? Well, again, if you're taking 49 to the coast, you're going to hook right. Okay. That's good directions. Thanks, Jay. Well, the city of Diamond Head is hosting their second annual 4th of July fireworks celebration, too. Um, They will be having that July 1st, 5.30 p.m. until 10 p.m. Band, fireworks, food, drinks, beer, snow cones. I love how they just slash those two right together and more. (laughs) Beer and snow cones, yeah. Or beer snow cone, no. Um, Bring your chairs and blankets out. Relax and enjoy a fun evening. This is a free event. Again, that's the City of Diamond Head hosting the second annual 4th of July fireworks celebration. And that's what's happening around your neck of the woods. You got anything else, Jay? Is that all around your neck? Of the woods. That's all around my neck of the woods. Cool, cool. In with us now to tell us more about the 33rd annual Red, White, and Blues happening at Clinton, in Clinton, at the Traceway Park. We have got Miss Courtney Nunn. She's the Director of Parks and Recreation. And we have got Miss Marley Price. She's the Director of Communication and Tourism at the City of Clinton. They are in with us today, and I want to welcome them to Next Stop Mississippi. Welcome you both here. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank we appreciate you having us. I appreciate for you, both of y'all for coming on, letting us know more about the 33rd annual Red, White, and Blues event. I have never been, but I looked at everything that's going to be happening, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a dope event. So I wanted to invite y'all both on to be able to tell us more about it. But when it comes down to um, you, Marley, as Director of Communication and Tourism with the City of Clinton, what all does your p- position entail, and then what does 
what is going on with you right now and planning this huge event? Well, I'm still fairly new to the city of Clinton. I've been here since September. Uh, so I just follow Courtney's lead <laughs> because this is such a huge event in Traceway Park yeah. and she is over Parks and Recreation. She is definitely the mind behind the logistics of everything and I'm just here to support her and make sure that people know about this event yeah. and that they come out and they enjoy the fireworks and the fellowship and the festivities. Uh, it's it's a really great event and that's really the, my number one job is to make sure people know so if no one shows up then I have not done my job <laughs> don't blame me don't blame Courtney <laughs> so she's definitely your backup Courtney Courtney as director of parks and recreation for the city of Clinton what all does your position entail and as it relates to the the 33rd annual red white and blues okay so I take care of all the parks within the city of Clinton yeah um, we have some great parks there and so one of the biggest events of the city just falls under our our department um so again it's the 33rd annual event and um as far as planning for it it's usually um months ahead of time uh, we start booking the entertainment at the beginning of the year i um, start finding things um with all that and uh you know, it's it's something that's very exciting, and we get some good food there. We have a lot of people. Um, we have the, the policemen there, fire trucks, and yeah. um, this year we're going to have a helicopter there for the kids to go look at and, and cool. you know, touch. That's so cool. So this is, of course, the 33rd Annual Red, White, and Blues. How long have you been with this event, Courtney? So I've been with the city of Clinton since 2019, mm-hmm. the beginning of 2019, um, and I just stepped into the director of shoes as Come of on now. Congratulations. <laughs> August one. Um, so that'll be a year for me. So you know, Marley was saying that she follows my lead. I wasn't here that. You know, like I'm still figuring <laughs> things out too. So, um, but it's been really good. Um, I've been, like I said, with the city a few years, so I've been able to see, you know, how this event. Um, it's planned and prepared for. So yeah. it's kind of a rinse and repeat and, you know, bring new things each year. Right. That's some good stuff. I love that. I love that. So rinse and repeat, but has it gotten crazier as the years have gone on? Mm, have always. You, has it gotten it, bigger and bigger? Yes. Yes. It's usually always pretty big. Last year, um, about halfway through the event, uh, the big storm came and rained us out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were able to wait and uh you know, the fire fireworks show started. We were able to do that a little earlier to kind of catch the next storm that was yeah, coming in. Yeah. Um, so we were able to do the fireworks, but we, we didn't get to finish the event. So. Yeah. Hopefully this year, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. It's all going to be good. I've it's, already started looking at the, the radar. The forecast. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little bit about what they can expect at this one. Uh, you know, you know, you talked about a little bit about that. You're featuring, though, Keith Johnson and the big muddy band, Rod Smoth. Talk a little bit about those people okay so in the past uh we kind of revamped the name of the event it used to be called the the family firework extravaganza Mm -hmm. which allowed us a little bit more uh freedom within getting different entertainment different types of music in here we wanted to get more of a um i guess a blues type feel to the to the uh, city and so we went with red white and blues and so it's been exciting to kind of you know shift it that way um you know, the the first year that we kind of brought in blues uh, was Eddie Cotton and Jerikas um, mm. Singleton. Yeah, and they, yeah. you know, we had a huge crowd with them. They're local. Um, both of them are fairly local. So right. they, like I said, they brought big crowds. And, um, you know, we, we do this on the on a big soccer field and the whole soccer field was full. That's so pretty cool. That's pretty cool. People were dancing and it was just fun. It was hard. Like when I was going through the crowd to check on different things, I was having to weave through just to get through. Right. Everybody's got their, their pallet set, their little picnic, you know, blankets yeah. set down and tents up. And so it was fun. It worked out that way. Yay. Well, of course, there's something for the kids there, too. Mm-hmm. The bounce houses, um, the kids zone with games. How much fun do the kids have each and every single year? Oh, yeah. It's usually full over there. It's crazy. Um, at the end of the night, we usually have to announce for the parents to go find their kids because they're usually just they stay in the bounce houses. <laughs> Right, um, and then they'll you know bring footballs or whatever and throw around with their friends behind those. Yeah, so it's fun. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's the best thing about this event is that it's very characteristic of the city of Clinton, where we're very much a family oriented city, and right. so a lot of times I think people look for somewhere to enjoy 
July 4th fireworks. Mm-hmm. We're in Clinton. You can come out. It's a very safe environment. You can let the kids run around. You can mm-hmm. fellowship with your neighbors or people you haven't seen in a while. There's food trucks and bounce houses, and it's just a wonderful event for the entire community, families, older couples, right. whoever to just come out and enjoy. The city of Clinton now has a very good reputation of having some of these great events that bring you all together. How impactful has it been for the city itself when it comes down to, you know, these events being hosted in Clinton? Well, I think it's very impactful for our city. And speaking personally, I am uh, what's considered a transplant to Clinton. I did not grow up (laughs) in Clinton. And I think, you know, when I started to find somewhere to raise my family, Clinton was my first choice because, you know, you have access to the bigger city amenities, but Clinton is such a small town in its own right, even though there are 28,000 citizens um, or residents. But I think having things within our community for not only just people in Clinton, but people around Clinton to come to Clinton and say, okay, because a lot of the people who will attend this event on July 4th may not be residents of Clinton, but it brings people to our city to see what we do have to offer and kind of pour back into our city and and love it the way that we do. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And one of those big events is also up on the horizon that you all host. That is the Red Brick Festival. Yeah, Red Brick Roads Music Red and Brick Art Roads, Festival. Music and Art Festival. Talk yes. a little bit about that. Of course, it's coming up this August. It is. It is August 25th and 26th, uh, the Friday and Saturday of that weekend. We are in the, the planning stages right now. We're kind of wrapping up our um, all of our big planning phases. Mm-hmm. And I think we have some great talent that we will. Uh, so stay tuned for the beginning of July when we announce what that talent is. Um, but it is a great time for the city to come out there. We have homebrew competitions, mm-hmm. homebrewed beer. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about that last year, and I was very yes. much into that for some reason. Yeah, I, I've never even heard of that. And I'm oh, like, really? Yes, and so we're, we're even looking into possibly having a class with the guy who won last year yeah. to just talk through what that looks like because i mean i i bought my beer out of the fridge section at the gas station like i don't know anything about homebrew and beer um my mom is not listening Uh, right it's actually and look hopefully my mom is not listening but it's it's a sweeter beer right and it's not as i guess heavy or pungent tasting as i guess a store-bought yeah but i've tried that and then it also goes along hand in hand with corn whiskey if you've ever heard somebody talk about making corn whiskey, I have not. I think either they make corn whiskey, <laughs> I'm not, or they I'm, brew homemade or beer. They do homebrew, and homebrew is the sweeter version. Corn right. whiskey is like straight kind of whiskey, and then homebrew is the beer version. Well, so maybe maybe that'll be something we can add in the future. Just like people, two different versions. Most people do it in the backyard or <laughs> in a shed in the back somewhere. So. Yeah, <laughs> people are like. You know, brewing beer in bathtubs. I'm like, let's not put that out there. <laughs> there will be no bathtubs no, at Red Brick Roads. No brewing beer. No in brewing them. beer in them. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a wonderful festival. Uh, it's hot, but yeah. you know, it, I think that everyone. We have an arts market where you can come and shop and everything on that Saturday. It starts that morning and it ends mm-hmm. that night, and mm-hmm. you can come and go. And there's restaurants around, and it. It's just another one of those wonderful opportunities for everyone in the community to come out and fellowship together. Yeah, and it brings a lot of people, but that it always falls on the same weekend as one of our biggest soccer tournaments in Clinton. Yeah, um, and it, it's the Mag Cup. Um, so, so that's how it brings so much people. Right. Mm-hmm. And so so they usually do two big soccer tournaments a year. So it, they bring in about the same people, you know, every single time. But right. So in August, that same weekend, there should be around 200 teams within the city of Clinton. That's cool. Come so on, It's going to be wild. Come on, <laughs> It'll be wild, but it'll be fun. Come so on. We're so excited. I know y'all's two hands can't be the only two hands that help put these events on for the city of Clinton. Talk about, of course, the people who help you and your partners and how important they are to planning events of this size for the city. Right. Well, as far as Red Brick Roads are concerned, that's definitely uh, lean heavily on. We just support Main Street and the Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. Um, But like I said earlier, me being a support staffer, Courtney, for July 4th, I'm a team of one. (laughs) And she has a wonderful team 
at her disposal that is probably the backbone of what brings July 4th together. So I'll let her kind of expand on that. Go on and dote on them. (laughs) Who is it that's putting all this together for Clinton? So the Clinton Parks and Recreation Department, um, we've got a good crew there, fairly new crew um, that we do a lot of behind the scenes things like up until July 4th, um, you know, set up. Cleanup is is always a huge thing, um, but my guys do a great job, um, as well as my assistant Carrie. She she's a big help, and she kind of schedules all of the vendors and gets everybody in there and makes sure that everything's taken care of there, um, as well as she mans the gate. I don't know if we've mentioned, um, you know, July fourth is is ten dollars per car. Okay. So, okay. Pile okay. all in one car and come Everybody on in. Come on in. <laughs> That's a carpool for you. That's, That's right. right. Save money that way. Right. Exactly. That's exactly how you save money. So, so, Continental Tires, this is presented by how important are the sponsors for these events? They are very important. Um, they're able to help us, you know, take care of, uh, well, assist in taking care of the fireworks show. Uh, we always do a big fireworks show. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it begins at 915, and it's about 15 minutes long. Um, we've on, got man. music set to it uh, specific to the fireworks show. Um, Pyro Shows is the one that, that's the company that does our, our okay. fireworks, and they do an amazing job every single year. Okay. So we usually, will go ahead and, as soon as July 4th is over, we'll go ahead and book them for next year. Go so on, then, y'all. It's a year booking in advance to get these things together. Mm-hmm. That's, that's mm-hmm. pretty Absolutely. good stuff. That's some pretty good stuff. If anybody wanted to know more about where they can get more information on um, the 33rd Annual Red, White, and Blues at Traceway Park, where can they go? And then, of course, if they wanted more information about the city of Clinton, where could they go? So, if you want more information, we do have uh, currently an event on our Facebook page that you could go uh, to the Clinton City page uh, where you can go and kind of click whether you're going or interested that way if we have any updates that we post within the event you can be notified or you can go to uh, clintonms.org backslash July 4th and that page has the poster it has all the event details what time the gates open the gates open at four that gates open at four okay. and the entertainment will start at five and um, parking ten dollars car has information like that what to bring what not to bring um so that's the best two ways. And if okay. you just want to learn more about the city of Clinton, uh, clintonms.org, we are getting a new website woo, woo. It's pretty <laughs> soon. <laughs> so you can go to our website or our Facebook page, Instagram, um, really great assets as right. well. Or just drive on out there. Just come on down to 300 Jefferson Street, just City Hall. I will there. be there. The mayor's there. Right. We'll get you all the information you need. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a transplant graduate of uh, Mississippi College, so I feel like I'm a little okay. bit... Really? You too? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm, I'm a little bit older, so it happened a little while ago. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I love the city. Always have loved driving out there and going to school, seeing the seeing the brick roads. Mm-hmm. It's so nice and nostalgic mm-hmm. out there, yeah. and the people are really, really friendly. So really friendly. You yeah. cannot beat Clinton, Mississippi. That's cannot true. with two sticks and a bat, baby. <laughs> two sticks and a bat. Can't beat it. You can't beat like- I feel like Clinton has our own lane and we just stay in it. That's right. it. That's we, it. Know. And it's a good, it's a good fast time. lane, though. It's a good, good fast time. lane. Good times. Well, I have had such a time with you both. We've been talking about the 33rd annual Red, White, and Blues at Traceway Park in Clinton. That's going to be happening too. Um, this coming up when? It's Tuesday, July 4th. Yes, it's Tuesday, July 4th. Tuesday, July 4th. So make sure y'all get out there. Clinton Parks and Recreation. That's at 200 Soccer Row in Clinton, Mississippi. And I want to thank Miss Courtney Nunn and Miss Marley Price for joining me today on Next Top Mississippi to let us know more about it. Thank Appreciate you. you having us. And y'all coming back to talk about Red Brick Roads as well. <laughs> yes, so ma'am. I'll see y'all in a couple months. Absolutely. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> I'm Jermaine Flood in with my traveling partner, Jay White. And on the line with us now to tell us more about the annual 4th of July parade and fireworks happening July 1st at Roy Black Memorial Park in Nettleton, Mississippi is Dana Bertram. She's the city clerk with a main and the Main Street director with Nettleton, Mississippi. Dana, welcome to Next Stop, Mississippi. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. How has the planning been going? Are you slammed packed trying to get all of this put together for the parade and the fireworks? We are. We've got everything, I think, pretty much lined up. We're still taking uh, applications for the parade. Um, we've got a good Main Street board that backs everything, that they're out there getting stuff done, too. So everything's going smooth so far. Right. So Saturday when you wake up, how much are you into trying to get everything put together tomorrow for the parade and the fireworks? I, 
we try to get things done beforehand. So probably by Friday, we'll have everything in order. So we won't be so rushed on Saturday. Um, probably around lunchtime, we'll start getting together, planning everything, trying to get everybody, you know, where they're going to be at the time. So I think, you know, Friday's going to be the big day. Right. Now, talking about Nettleton, Mississippi, listen, I had to have you all on because, one, I don't know where Nettleton was until I looked it up on the map. But my co-host, Jay White, he's a walking atlas, Dana. And so I know he knows exactly what's in Nettleton, (laughs) Mississippi. But talk a little bit about Nettleton and what you all have going on there outside of sometimes, you know, what you the events that you all plan. We're just a small town. We're south of Chipolo, but we do a lot of events. Um, we've got several events coming up with our main street. Um, of course, the 4th of July that's coming up this Saturday. We have a uh, back-to-school bash that's going to be August the 5th. Um, we're still in the planning process of this. Uh, it's going to include a fashion show with our local boutiques, and we'll have entertainment food vendors for that, uh, plus a cornhole tournament. So that's a big thing nowadays, especially here in Nettleton. Our cornhole events are really good. Yeah. And then um, September 23rd, we're going to have the uh, Town Creek pageant. Um, the winner of that pageant will be showcased in our Town Creek Festival on October the 7th. And of course, that's our big festival of the year on October the 7th. Right. Right. That's pretty cool. Jay, do you know what's in Nettleton? I know you know. Well, I was going to add, well, of course. Uh, um, <laughs> no, but uh, I was going to ask what makes, what do you try to do to make the 4th of July celebration for Nettleton different from the 4th of July uh, celebrations that you get in all of the great towns across Mississippi, right? I mean, there's, there's good, there are going to be dozens of smaller towns that have great celebrations on their, in their square and, and, and the 4th of July weekend and celebrate independence and all the things that are great about Mississippi. What What is it that you try to do to make Nettleton's different than any of the several that you'll be able to go to over the course of the next couple of weeks? Our community is very strong about, uh, you know, attending our events and stuff. Um, we added the uh, parade last year. That was a big thing. We had, you know, several people in it. The board of aldermen, you know, they attended that. Um, I guess adding that parade last year brought a lot. And our volunteer fire department is awesome. They do a tremendous um, fireworks show. Um, you know, that that's really the big thing. Our fireworks, people talk about it from everywhere. How big <laughs> our fireworks. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Now, Dana, as your role as City Clerk Main Street Director, what all does that entail, and how long have you been with the City of Nettleton? I've been with the City of Nettleton since July of 2001. Um, I was hired in under uh, Mayor Brandon Presley at the time as the City Clerk, uh, excuse me, the uh, Secretary and the uh, Port Clerk. And then in 2011, our former... um, city clerk he he had to resign so there was a special election and i got that in 2011 and i've been the city clerk ever since 2011 um in 2020 i was made the city clerk slash main street director had some more responsibilities added to me but you know that's it's challenging sometimes especially when you've got end of the month stuff due or reports due for your city clerk job and then you've got events going on but you know we're, we're handling it pretty good like i said i've got a good main street board that backs me a lot on everything that's good stuff. I like that. That's awesome. Tell us about uh, for a town the size of Nettleton. You mentioned um, you know the, the the people and getting out and getting out to the events. Talk to us about uh, the, the people of Nettleton and what and what makes Nettleton the the place that it is and the place that you want to live and work and, and raise a family. Nettleton is unique. Um, there's four railroad crossings in the middle of our town. So <laughs> yeah. That's- that our our town was founded by George Nettleton. With um, he was founder of the railroad um, that came through. That's where the name Nettleton came from. Um, we have a lot of you know retire. It's kind of a retirement community, but we have a lot of middle aged people and young people as well. So we've got a variety of people that do live in Nettleton, and they all we we try to have events that specialize on different things. We're, we're talking about gospel events, you know. We've got kids events. We've got stuff for the middle age. So we have a lot of things going on here in Nettleton. Good stuff. I love that. Now, Dana, when we're going back to um, highlighting the 4th of July parade and fireworks, talk a little bit about the parade and just what all goes into that. And, of course, the volunteers who help make it happen. Okay, the parade will start, the lineup will be at 530, and the parade will start at 6 p.m. on Mullen Avenue. And it will travel downtown, and it will end back at Roy Black Park. Um, The kids always have a good time decorating um, 
we actually are allowing ATVs. This will be the you know like second year on the parade. The ATVs, the kids have a good time with their families decorating ATVs with the you know the festive lights for the uh, for the parade. Um, like I said, it'll end back at Roy Blackheart. While well, the festivities will begin after that, and we will have vendors, uh, food vendors. The main street's going to be selling snacks. We've got um, light up things for the kids to buy. They always love that stuff. Um, and then our fireworks show will begin at dark. Okay, okay. And then the volunteers who help put this on, how many people does it take to try to put on an event this size in Nettleton? The fire department, they have around 20 members um, that help with this. And then the Main Street Board, we have about 10 members that help with that. So we don't have quite a lot help with it but we do get the job done every time and it's amazing how we all pull together to get this done yeah as you get closer to the event how much do you do you get a chance to enjoy it or is it uh is it pandemonium and you don't get to stop and breathe until the day after the event each year <laughs> sometimes sometimes we all get to enjoy it but it's, you know if everything goes smooth like it always has usually we do but you know sometimes there's glitches but um we always seem to get through that too now, when it comes down to the economic impact, every year putting this event on or possibly some of the other events that you put on in Nettleton, how big is that for an event this size? I think especially events and festivals, I think they're crucial for our local economies. Um, they attract visitors and generate tourism. Um, they are a great way to drive the economy, and it also brings the local community together. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Now, when it when it comes down to the kids, how excited are they when they are out here at the Fourth of July parade and fireworks show in Nettleton? They're very excited. I've got two of my own that just love this event. Um, they their favorite part is actually getting to ride an ATV in the parade, and of course, the fireworks is a big thing too. So, I mean, it's it's all a good thing. Do they help you plan any though, Dana? Are are you doing all the planning, or do the babies help you plan a little bit? <laughs> Well, they usually suggest things that they like, but sometimes those things just don't get put in the, the mix. But uh, they do love talking about what they want to. Right, right, right. Well, is there anything else you want to leave us with? Maybe something that's happening in Nettleton a little bit later on, or if anybody wants to contact um, the city of Nettleton and how they could do that or how they can get more information about the annual 4th of July parade and fireworks happening tomorrow. You still have time to come by today to sign up till 5 o'clock. We're open till 5 for the parade. Um, the event is tomorrow. So um, if you're interested in that, just give us a call or stop by. And what's that number again, Dana? That'll work. And fireworks going to start at sunset. And uh, the the parade, when does that get going and everything? It's at 6 p.m. There you go. On Mullen Avenue and the parade begins at 6. Well, we wish you all luck, and I'm just glad that Nettleton is getting together for the 4th of July to celebrate everything and to bring the community together. And, um, Dana, thank you again for joining us here on Next Stop Mississippi to let us know more about it. Thank you so much. Well, we've come to the end of another great trip. We want to thank you for riding shotgun and thank today's guest, Richard Valdez, Courtney Nunn, Marley Price, and Dana Bertram for joining us. If you'd like to find out more information about these and other events around the state, visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org and click the community tab for Mississippi events. If you have an event you'd like to share, you can upload it directly to our calendar or email it to events at mpbonline.org. Next Stop Mississippi is a production of MPB Think Radio. For Kamel King, Java Chapman, and Jay White, I'm Jermaine Flood. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women and join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another great trip here on Next Stop Mississippi. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.